0: Everyone, all, everything is up, running, clicked off, you know what, an attempt of keys being thrown at you right when you're about to go live. Which guy was it? We'll talk about, we'll talk about that later, but good morning, everyone. This is Carol. Live with two
1: sisters. Hey, everyone. This is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. Today is Wealth Wellness wednesday and we'll chat about that uh toward the end of the podcast but today we have an amazing guest on so we want to welcome pamela meadows to the two sisters podcast family welcome we're so excited to have you thank you so much i'm so grateful to be here with you both wonderful you know we've had such an amazing um outpouring of our guests coming on and I'm always amazed at the bios and I just, you know, I read them quite a few times and they always stand out to me because sometimes when we write our bios, it's hard to write about ourselves in the second, or I think it's the third person. See, I don't even know. But if you could just explain to us, you know, obviously you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a cert- certified uh, coach. So mm-hmm. give us a little bit more of your background because I'm not doing your bio justice right at the moment.
2: Well, thank you. It is really tricky to write your bio and it feels like you're treating your own horn, which can be really un- unnatural for women. Um, my additional piece, so certified coach, speaker, now number one best-selling author, which is so exciting. Also an executive at an Inc. 5000 company. So really trying to do it all and, and keep the balls in the air like most women are. Um, was a journey for me that started with a lack of confidence and really kind of coming out of the gate in around 18, being ambitious and excited and quickly being told that women shouldn't be quite as ambitious as I was, that it was perfectly acceptable to just sit in a admin role that I had and I loved. And... Um, answer the phones and sort the mail and not, not more. It was such a confusing message to me, Janice, because at the same time I watched male counterparts advocate for themselves and seek future roles and move up in the career. And so I spent a long time really lacking confidence in what was appropriate at work to ask for, for yourself. Um, what it looked like and what it looks like for most women is saying yes to all of the assignments, without the commiserate pay and title. Mm-hmm. When I began to work on my confidence and boundaries and what I was willing to tolerate and what I was not willing to tolerate, surprisingly, that's when my career accelerated and I eventually moved into that vice president role that I have now.
1: Wow, um, Carol Sue, I know that you know. we often talk about, and I think we're having some freezing issues on her end. Can you hear us okay, Carol Sue? she's frozen right at the moment. Um, Oh, she just sent me a text and said they just lost power. So I know that she'll try to hop on again. I know sometimes the weather in her area gets, you know, very discombobulated. You know, you mentioned some key things in there. And I think a lot of times as women, we lack the confidence and with lacking the confidence, there's also that associated fear factor, (laughs) which keeps us I don't want to say stagnant, but sometimes it's really uncharted territory. And you know, you said that once you worked on your competence, you were able to accelerate,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you know, be where you are in the position of vice president in your company. Obviously, I'm assuming, although I don't like to assume, that that maybe was initially a tough road.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um- let's just take a look at statistics. So I haven't made it to the C-suite yet. I do own my own company though. So I'll consider myself a CEO of that one. Statistically speaking, there are more CEOs named John than there are women CEOs. And the fortune 500 companies, only 3% of those are CEOs. And if you were to go to any company that you really like and look at their about us page, I guarantee you, you're going to see more males there in their leadership page than you do females. That's just the stats. So statistically speaking, getting to an executive leadership role for a female can be really challenging. And when you're lacking the confidence, it's another hurdle that you have to go through. So one of the reasons that I started coaching is because I wanted to meet women where they were and to give them the tools that they needed to gain that confidence, clarity, and communication skills, learning how to advocate for themselves, Paying attention to the sort of drip, drip, drip moments that afford themselves in your career. Uh, for example, sitting at a boardroom full of men, maybe one other woman at the table. Oftentimes, I would be the one who was taking notes or presenting the screen and doing a very administrative task. I will always take notes. I have nothing against it. I'm an avid note taker. Um, but I thought that was my role. And when I started to pay attention to folks who would say, hey, Pamela, what do you think? I I started to transition Janice from saying, "Yeah, what you said was perfect" or "You're really the expert here, I'll defer to you" and I started to decide not to abdicate that authority that I brought to that room. There's a reason we are invited to the room. And say, "Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. Here's something additional that I was considering." But early in my career, and I think what I hear from so many women that I coach is that they're terrified to speak up in meetings. They're terrified to speak up in their marriage. They don't want to upset the balance of the marriage. They don't want to upset the balance of the boardroom. When you learn to look for those moments of entry into that conversation, whether it's in your marriage or in the boardroom, and you begin to advocate for yourself politely and with decorum or loudly, if you need to, things begin to change. And you move from a position of playing small and quiet and humble to being fully present and authentic, and who you are, and bringing yourself fully into a conversation, things change. They changed for me in my marriage, and they changed for me in my corporate world.
1: And balancing all of that, um, I'm sure for a lot of women in that type of position, you just don't go from um, A to Z. I mean, there's um, a lot of work, obviously, involved with that. What are some type of that's what I'm looking for, tips or processes that you go through that maybe, you know, somebody struggling today that might listen or view the um, the video of this can say, you know what, I'm going to try
2: that. that I think that might work. Sure. Um, let I have so many because it's been a very long journey for me. You're absolutely right. It takes time to move from sort of our automatic programming and thoughts into something that allows us to be more actively choosing the thoughts that we have. But I just wanna do a quick exercise with you, Janice, and the audience who's watching, if they wanna participate. If you take a look at your office or the screen and just take like one minute to look around and see everything that you can see that's blue. So I'm gonna give you a minute, find everything blue. On my screen, on your screen, find everything blue in your office. You're looking for blue, blue is what I really need you to pay attention to, find all of the things blue. Okay, you got blue, Mm -hmm. close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Now tell me what you saw that was red. That was red? Yeah.
1: I didn't notice red, I noticed blue. Exactly, open your
2: eyes. (laughs) That exercise is just reminding you that when you are focused on the negative, I can't. I'm scared to speak up. Oh my gosh, look how I look in these clothes. I've gained so much weight. It's getting ready to be summertime. If I say this, that my husband's gonna think I'm ungrateful. If I say this in a meeting, somebody's going to think I'm unintelligent. Those thoughts playing on loop, that's all we pay attention to. It's the blue, 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 blue. And we miss the red. We miss the opportunities. We miss the chance to say something that matters or to position ourselves in a different way. So for me, beginning to recognize those negative thoughts that creep into my mind and being able to call them out for what they were on the spot, was a game-changing moment. The first thing I did to do that was something called erase the lies. I took a piece of paper, a pen, and a pencil. And in pencil, I wrote the lie I told about myself. I told myself about myself. So um, I'm not as educated as my peer group. I will never make it to a VP position. Underneath that in pen, I wrote three truths. I am capable of doing this job I have the education. I need to be successful. I can get more education if I need to. I have mentors who believe in me. And for seven days, I read the lie and the three truths. On the seventh day, I erased the lie and I just began reading the truths. I got rid of that lie and I would say, I'm capable, I'm competent, I can get educated if I need to, I have people who believe in me. And that starts to rewire and change those thoughts that automatically pop up into your brain. So that's one of the exercises that your group can do. Also, I would just say, really think about that blue, blue, blue exercise and call it to attention because those negative thoughts the first things we think of we're human beings we're wired to be worried and to think about fear and what's going to come and get us that's just our biology but if we start to recognize those we can change our pattern
1: you know that that was an amazing exercise by the way because when you asked that question i was like hmm is this a trick not that it was a trick question but you know that is so true but and i think for women i know for myself and we've often talk, chatted about this on the podcast. Sometimes, well, a lot of times, we do things um, because they're, it, it's a normal habitual pattern, even though we know it may not be necessarily good for us or taking us in the right direction, but we do that activity because it's normal and normal is convenient. So I guess what I'm trying to say with that is in order to put our, put our minds and ourselves in that, you know, doing that, um, the blue exercise, um, doing the exercise that you just walked us through, um, you know, about telling the lie and the truths and doing that for, um, doing that for seven days, you know, set, we all have seven days, you know, <laughs> we all have the same 24 hours. And I think that's an amazing yet very effective way, like just to take that time for ourselves to do that. You know, when I look back and we were chatting before we got on about the, uh, you know, the history of um, the Two Sisters podcast, I can remember that first conversation I had with my sister, you know, uh, who was in the midst of the pandemic and, um, oh, awesome. Here she is again. I know she's been having so many issues this morning and, you know, right in the timeframe of the pandemic. And then, you know, we started two sisters and then I said, Hey, we should, you know, start a podcast. And it was okay. Yeah, that's great. You get everything up and running. And, you know, she hung up the phone and I was like, okay, you know, what do I do? So there was that fear there, but we learned from that fear, that fear. Hey, welcome back. We're so excited to have you back on. Thank you. And, um, you know, so starting that, that fear led Carol Sue and I to do different things. And, you know, here we are, this is episode number 436. So I think we're doing something pretty awesome here but it just goes to show you Mm -hmm. taking that fear and Pamela, if you, if you wouldn't mind, because I want to kind of get Carol up to date with what we've been doing here. If you would take her through the exercise, I I think it was a great exercise that Pamela just did with me. um, The blue exercise.
2: Sure. I'll take you through the exercise in one second. I want to pull on a string. You just said Janice for a moment. Um, I believe you said that what was normal was convenient. And the one thing that really resonates with me there is I think of normal for women tends to be our bucket of shoulds, all the things we should do as a woman, as a mom, as a wife. And really what should has shown up to be for me is safe. So you said convenient, convenient and safe, right? I do all the things that I think I should so that people perceive me in a way that I believe a a woman is acceptable. When we start challenging the shoulds and confronting that fear and that comfort zone you were talking about, that's also another moment where things change for us. Carol Sue, if you're interested, I'm going to ask you to take a look at your sister's screen and my screen and just look around your office. And what I really want you to focus on is to find everything blue that you can. So look in your office and at your sister's room and at my room. And I just really want you to find blue, pay attention to all of the blue things. How many blue things do you see? What exactly are they? Where are they at? So you're looking for blue. You got Did the you, want me to
0: tell you Do you want me to tell, tell you where the blue is?
2: I want you to go ahead for a moment and just close your eyes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: close your eyes. Now tell me everything that you saw that was red.
0: Uh, to the, uh would be uh, my view, which might be to your right or my, but for me, it's to your left on the wall. Uh, it, again, your background's a little um, muted in the sense of clarity. Uh, it could be my screen, uh, but to the, uh, the wall to the left, there looks like blue, some sort of uh, arrangement or something. Uh, you have bookshelves uh, with some blue, could be dishes, could be objects. Um, so uh, all within your. Yeah. Glass cabinets, there's some blue um, and on the shelving there's blue. In Jan's, uh, there is not as much blue. Uh, I noticed more grays, uh, but there's a little bit of blue. She's got a stack of books to her, I would believe it's to my left, her right. Uh, again, depending on which way you're looking at the screen. Uh, her walls are more of a, a gray tone, so I didn't see a lot of blue background in them. Behind me, uh, there is two um, pictures that have blue in it.
2: Perfect. Open your eyes. So clearly you were focused on blue and you were very observant and you were able to identify all kinds of things in all of the offices, which is great. You were so focused on blue that when you closed your eyes, you missed my question, which was, what did you see that was red? It was a trick question, right? Oh so the, Yeah, it's, it's a trick for everyone. And but what we, you did actually shows a different element. So your, your sister was like, Red, you asked me for blue. What's happening here? Uh, And the the point of the exercise is when we are so focused on something, that's all that our mind sees and we can't see the other things going on around us. And what, when you answered the question, it was correct. And it was so observant, but Mm -hmm. it reminds me of when we're so focused on our belief system and our thoughts that we're not fully listening to or engaged with another person, that's how conflict arises. That's how things happen in our marriage where I'm putting words and thoughts into my husband's mouth and his opinions and he's doing the same to me. Or at work, there's a work conflict because this person just doesn't get it. And I'm listening to answer them instead of listening to learn. So in this exercise, we kind of saw two different results. One where we couldn't think of red because we were so focused on blue and the other one where we didn't even hear the red aspect because we were so studious and we we're going to answer on blue interesting yeah you
1: she is very meticulous in how she describes things where I'm more i think muted but that that's okay but you know the the point being that you know we observe and do different things um out of behavior, and that was kind of a that was kind of a neat exercise. Different, <laughs> very different for sure. Um, Carol Sue, uh, we'd love for you to chime in here. And- yeah, I, obviously, I'm 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 going to have to I watch know. the uh, recording
0: because I didn't really know what you chat about. I'll just go by the few things uh, that you know I w- that I observed from from uh, you know what you were chatting about. You know, I do believe that women do have a purpose and they do tend to focus in on what they should do. Uh, but I do think that there's a lot of people out there that have, have truly been breaking that barrier. Um, you know, maybe it was the force of, you know, the the, the forced pandemic that, you know, was unpredicted but forced, meaning, you know, now you're changed your dynamics of where you're working. Besides being that mom, now you're, uh, and you were always a teacher, now you're in a teacher in another way because at one moment you're mom, the next thing you're Mrs. whoever uh, because they were homeschooled or remote learning. Um, I do believe that the, the barriers have been busted down quite a bit. Do we have further to go? Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I would have to say, because probably our, our own mother, uh, she had broke those barriers when we were growing up. So for me, I never fell into that gap of the role of uh, I I would be the one that would push the limit, that would push the barrier of uh, about self-care, even as a a young person. Uh, I go back to a real simple conversation uh, that I recently had with my adult daughter, and we were talking about skincare. And she says, mom, at 64, like, I think I've got more wrinkles than you do. And I'm, you know, 30 of course, I'm not going to remember her age 37. I think it's 37, but whatever. And I said to her, well, what did I always tell you? You know, when you, when you were younger, I said, you know, self-care always comes first and, you know, making sure that you're using good moisturizers or whatever, because you want to think of longevity down the road. She says, why didn't I listen to you back then? I said, because, you know, you, you know, sometimes we just don't listen. We don't listen to our mom or whatever, but I always, uh, showed her the value of self-care, whether it was mindset, whether it was, you know, taking that time for yourself, uh, because in order to be all, wear all those multiple hats that women tend to wear, uh, men do too, so I don't want to leave men out of the, uh, out of that uh, equation, but self-care uh to either uh, improve your skills. If if you're working outside the home and you wanna uh, climb that ladder, uh, the corporate ladder, uh, you are no less than a man uh, from, are there barriers that you have to break? Absolutely. But I think women are doing uh, a very good job of really breaking those barriers now. I see it uh, in so many uh, women entrepreneurs, Uh, so many uh, authors uh, so many women getting out there and saying hey I can do it all I want it all and I can do it all now there's some women that don't want those don't have those same ambitions that's what makes us all unique so I don't want to discount that woman that uh, she's okay with what she's supposed to do because that's her comfort zone she may it may take her a long time to say "Ooh, I do have some interest I kind of you know i swept under the carpet and didn't realize um and i hope through people as such as yourselves and our podcast is really showcasing that uh whatever that journey is whatever that goal is whatever you strive to be that you're just going to have that healthy balance but it's not selfish and i think uh when i say old school i'm talking you know 40s 50s 60s where that uh umbrella that they kind of put women under for the most part was you know your place is barefoot pregnant and being in the kitchen i think that has changed over the years uh wh- is it too uh equal uh absolutely not but you know in this world will, will anything be equal i'm not really sure about that
1: that's a really good perspective thank you um you know, the, and the other thing with that too, like I, I had this conversation the other day with a, a potential guest that will be on in um, a couple months. And she had asked me a couple of questions about starting a podcast. And and uh, what she said to me was, you know, I'm just I'm just so afraid to do that. You know, it's going to cost me a lot of money. I said, whoa, 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 let's take a step back here. I said, we just started yeah we're for today is 436 episodes but when we started we had no idea what we were doing quite honestly but we had a message and what we wanted and carol so please feel free to to jump here. we had a message that we wanted to show women that we don't know what we're doing we don't have fancy equipment but we have a solid Message Like we have a passion we want to share. And we often will, uh, you know, listen to our first couple episodes and I crack up because-
0: I won't even listen to them.
1: <laughs> because I think those, those will probably be on a,
0: a blooper's wheel. But I think the message as a whole is there are men that are also very insecure getting getting out of their comfort zone. Maybe they want to talk about subjects that they feel from a male's perspective is taboo. And I think what we're seeing is- Uh, You know, we, we, and we always talk about this, that with, within the pandemic, there were many blessings, people focused on the negative, but there were many blessings that came out of that, which, you know, maybe uh, someone changed the whole direction of their career. Maybe they decided to, like you said, you know, do I do a podcast? I've seen so many people that have had no. What I consider speaking and, or guest speaking experience behind them, but just, got off and I said you know it's really not about being perfect it's about just being raw and real because that's what's relatable I said if you go out there and you pretend you're on a stage and you have a teleprompter yawn boring no one's going to listen to you uh but as you can see here's a perfect day where you know one husband threw the keys and the other husband decided to turn the power off it was not a found out it was not a It wasn't a power outage. Um, So how do you deal with that when you're in the middle of a podcast, right? You just jump back on. So I think that's the beauty of what our podcast features and shows that if you've got something to share, something you're passionate about, obviously ours is rooted in health, wellness, fitness, and everything, all mindset. And that is why we have our five strategic days of the week of what we talk about. But at the end of the day, Uh, if your goal if your passion is you know just being that good mom you know and you're fortunate and blessed to be that stay-at-home mom and that's that's your job because we know it's a job and you do it to the fullest and that's a blessing to you and that's what you strive for pat yourself on the back Uh, if you are one that likes to do the juggling the career um, and that's your niche and that's you know your passion and your drive Pat on the back to you. Uh, If you want more or you're searching, the fact that you're taking the first step, that first stepping stone to say, hmm, maybe I do want more. I haven't really thought about myself in that box. So I've got my box of my normal, you know, my everyday life here, but is there something missing? Is there something more? The fact that you even thought about it, pat on the back to you. So there's all different pieces uh, to we to who we are as human beings, and I love that people like you, Pamela, and you know other great uh, entrepreneur women and men come out and they kind of share that because that really shows you uh, the different balance of people that are out there. But not only that, that everyone had to start from somewhere, right?
2: Yeah, everybody. And I, I love what you're saying. And I completely agree with you that we all are put on this earth. um, And the fact that we're here, when you look at statistically being born one in 400 trillion, I think is the number it's a miracle. And we're put here with different purpose and different passion. And there is no purpose that's greater or less than the other. And I think it's really important that people know that. So they don't ever feel like they're not enough when really they're living, fully into the thing that they were made for. uh, And that when they're ready to expand, if they want to, that that's available to them too. I would like to to challenge you a little on something Carol Sue. I thought that was beautiful. The story you shared of teaching your daughter the importance of self-care and the idea of like putting on your own oxygen mask that, that we teach women. Not every woman gets that from their mother. Not every woman has a strong role model from a mother who's willing to say, let me show you. I'm not just going to say it with my words, take care of yourself. I'm going to show you. And that is so important. When I look at, I love working with uh, young, younger women too, teenagers. I love doing programs with them because as a teenager, I struggled, I had a really challenging home life and I struggled for a long time with an eating disorder. And I look at the statistics now, even today, 92% of our female teenagers want to change something about the way they look.
0: I would I would, say, take a, I would take a step further that they want to change in other ways. That is really, uh, for me, is a, a passion that I've really been uh, striving to get the, to, to the message out. I think we've expanded on, as you say, uh, the eating disorder. Uh, they're not happy. I, and I think, sadly, uh, the downside of social media is really played into that in all aspects of a young girl. And it's frightening. It is frightening of what's going on, and I think you've hit the nail on the head that there's a lot of young women that don't have that solid role model, and or you know maybe it's a broken home, maybe you know for whatever reason, and then they turn to they turn to their devices, and you know the old saying things look greener on the other side. It's an old fashioned cliche statement, but that really, really uh, validates social media to a certain degree. And they're looking for these influencers because they're so sad. And I think uh, if, if that's one of your messages, that's amazing because it really has to be talked about.
2: Well, and we have to address it young, right? Like I work with women because I want them to gain the confidence and clarity and communication skills they need, but it starts so much younger. So the more we could pour into our young folks, the less they'll need a coach to help them with confidence in the future. And wouldn't that be great? And I think through Maybe you have a wonderful home, but your peer group still influences you. Social media is influencing you. People, men and women cannot recognize 60% of the time we cannot recognize when a photo has been edited. 60% of the time, our young females and women my age are looking at an image of somebody thinking, I wish I just looked like that having no idea that that person doesn't look like that. And that's, what's being put into them. So back to the idea of our automatic negative thoughts and how we start challenging them and why it's so important to do things like the erase the lies that I told you about Janice is because what we're, we're allowing ourselves from a young age. And even I can feel like I can get influenced if I'm not careful at almost 40 is, um, creating patterns of, I don't look like that. I'm not enough. I don't have the perfect, children who are super tidy and speaking spanish at two and my kids are sticking legos up their nose i don't have and we start comparing ourselves right and it's this awful trap and it allows this negative loop of thoughts stuck in our head, and that's the blue 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 when there's beautiful red all around us the quicker we can start addressing this with young people 20s 30s 40s 50s and on the more joy and peace we'll find with who we are where we are right now in this moment and that's so important
0: i i think that's uh adds so much value and i think people they're just they're they're hard on themselves for a multiple multiple reasons obviously with social media that is you know it's a factor that we have to deal with now we are you know 20 years ago you didn't you didn't have so much of that now it's you know where is this person going? Oh my God, they live the, you know, they're, they're living this best life. But many people, uh, like you said, portray one way on social media, you know, entrepreneurs do that. It's a natural thing to do. But at the same time, uh, I think what's really resonating more with people is, you know, the flub ups, the bloopers of life, the bloopers of, Oh, I got to get on. And, you know, I forgot to put a little makeup on. Oh, well, or, you know, your hair's thrown up and you're just coming off from, you know, working out or, you know, you're just I've got this interview and, you know, I, I didn't put on my, you know, my, my business attire or whatever it may be. That's just showing life and life is messy, um, but it's also messy in such a way uh, such a beautiful way. And we always say that we are all imperfectly perfect. Uh, that way you, you know, you really grasp that piece to it but i think like you said there's just yeah, it starts at it starts at a young age uh, what they're being influenced by uh, who they're are kind of locking arms with and they just don't have uh, the confidence and or security in some regards to you know say no i you know i don't i don't want to be like that i want to be me flawed mm-hmm. and all
2: mhm yeah it's hard to go against the grain when you're younger and you don't have that strength and fortitude in yourself just yet I go hope that self-care isn't selfish. I just think that we should frame that and print it out and tattoo it on our bodies. Because I um, it was about two years ago, I was sitting in a sermon and one of the things that the pastor said is that self-care, this idea, this whole movement around self-love and self-care, it's very selfish in its nature. And it was hard. That was a hard one for me because I have to believe that taking care of yourself and honoring who you are is a honor too your higher power, whatever. I
0: absolutely great. Absolutely great.
2: And I just want women to know, and then like, taking care of yourself, if you don't do it, who's going to? And if you can't take care of your mind and this one body you're given, what are the end results you're expecting? Because it's probably not going to be what you want. So you have to feed your mind and you have to feed your body in a way that allows you to be that self that you want to be in your five years or 10 years. Mm. That is so true. And, and Jan, don't you think that
0: changes too? We we talk about that a lot. That as you get, get to that next decade, every decade you go, you, your perspective change, changes drastically. And, and we always say that every every seven years, your your body, your mind, your uh, hormones, everything just keeps going through these changes, and the reflection as you get to that next decade reflection of where you just came from, the decade, the season, however you want to word it. Uh, in our case, we call it the decade. <laughs> because They keep changing quite quickly. You do things, you look at things in such a different, a different light that it's really even hard to uh, express to someone that's younger that, oh, you're not going to think the same way as 15 to 25, to 35, to 45, to 55, to 65, uh, and, and on up. Your reflection in the mirror changes, well, guess what? The reflection of your life changes with the seasons as you as you continually add to those seasons. And all, all we can hope is that our message impacts people in such a way that will inspire them to be the best version of themselves for every season of themselves. What do you think, Jim?
1: Yeah, that is so true. You know, obviously, uh, a big event is happening next month, other than our niece's wedding. I am going to be turning 60, yikes. And, you know, I had a great conversation with some Girl Scouts the other day. I was walking out of Stop and Shop, and of course, they asked me, Would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And I just, you know, I remember when I was a Girl Scout. And, you know, started having a great conversation with them. And I said, hey, you know, I'm going to give you a little history about Girl Scout cookies. And like, And they were so intently listening. And, you know, I just loved chatting with them. And I said, hey, I when I sold Girl Scout cookies, they were a quarter. A quarter a box. Then they went up to 50 cents and everyone was like, oh, geez, you know, all right. 50 cents for a box of cookies when it went up to 75 cents a box, everybody flipped out. And they were like, really, what happened? I said, well, people still bought them. But that just goes to show you, you know, some of the boxes were $5 and $6. That's, you know, that's part of the history of all that, you know, and obviously, for me walking out, you know, knowing I was thinking, okay, you know, I've got the wedding coming up my birthday, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw the Girl Scout cookies. So, you know, what do certain emotions invoke? in someone that you know bring us back to where we were where we want to be and maybe where we're going so
0: did you tell but, them they so, didn't have all those
1: flavors either <laughs> yeah it was just i think it was just uh i want to say thin mints and one other it was that like, uh, shortbread i think i think that's oh, yeah the shortbread <coughs> the thin mints
0: i think the uh, now we're gonna get all the cookies long. Tag-alongs? I think tagalogs came out a little bit later. I think it was the peanut butter ones. I don't know. I have, have to Google that.
1: <laughs> We're kind of outdating ourselves here. Maybe, know. You know, maybe we should do a, a history uh, uh, day on that because uh, you know we all know how nerdy I am with history stuff. Anyways, Pamela, tell us um, how our viewers and listeners can get a hold of you.
2: Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at my website, PamelaMeadows.com. I am always doing something around, something very shenaniganish on Instagram. So at Pamela Meadows Optimist, you'll find me there. I do have a Facebook account, I'm not as active on it as I should be. So Instagram or my website is the best place. And I'm constantly, every few months, I run programs for women. So if they're interested in joining a program, they can check out that on my website and email me, hit me up. I'm happy to talk to folks.
1: That is wonderful. Carol Sue, did you think that maybe Pamela would be doing sh- some kind of shenanigans? Yeah.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she looks too sweet to be doing shenanigans. Yeah, she's t- yeah very,
0: very sweet. Uh, and you do not look your age. Uh, you're going to be 40. Uh, I would. I, I was guessing she was, uh, and I, I'm a terrible person at guessing ages anyways. But I was thinking you were uh, like, early early 30s
2: oh wow thank you and i will send you a check later <laughs>
0: go. self-care
2: good skincare routine the,
0: absolutely I, I am telling you people they think i'm a little kooky with that because i i do remember i think my first experience into um face care was probably when i went to a mall i want to say it was like 13 or 14 14 years old i believe and it was just like you know the free trials of something i think it was at g fox if i if i remember correctly in hartford connecticut and i remember uh, our aunt patty always saying you always want to take care of your skin and you always want to spend the money on the bra good bra she always told me that and that's when i learned this is another this is something about nothing but really about something one of the questions comes up with obviously naturally as you age and gravity takes over I've had one of those weird compliments where yours don't seem so droopy. What is your secret? I said, I sleep with a bra. I only allow myself one time. Away. And what I say is uh, more like a sports bra. I allow myself one, maybe two times a week without, but I always sleep with a sports bra. Hmm. So I'm just thinking, <laughs>
2: okay.
0: I'm, I'm helping the whole gravity issue. That's what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> I'll try. It's worth
1: it. Gravity be gone. And um, Pamela, we want to thank you so much for being on today, Um, we can't wait to have you back at some point, we hope that you will definitely consider that, and I am going to turn it over to Carol Sue to talk about wealth wellness Wednesday before we close out the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Well, well, Wellness Wednesday is one of our favorite days of the week. It is the day that we really understand and embrace, especially in the entrepreneurial world, the confidence and understanding that you have that healthy relationship with money, which doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur or not, right? The more money you make, the more you can impact others. Wouldn't it be great that you could, oh my God, my church needs this or my community center needs that and you just write that checkout. Well, it starts with mindset add some kindness to it you are going to put that out in the universe and you're going to see different things happening in the way that you treat money and the way that you think of money so wealth wellness wednesday is all about paying it forward but it's not paying it forward with your normal charity if you uh, contribute to charities it's not to your church it is to an unsuspecting person and how do you go about doing that in many ways sometimes it's at the gas station sometimes it may be if you're in a drive-thru and you know how i feel about drive throughs hopefully it's a healthy drive-thru uh, maybe it's you're on the highway and you actually are on a highway that actually still takes cash for a toll you pay for the person behind you maybe you're in a grocery store and you, you know it just happened to be that you start noticing a lot of moms around and you know what you, moms are doing with young children right they're in the diaper aisle they may be in the Uh, formula aisle and we know formula is on the rise just like all food is right now maybe you're in the produce section maybe you're in the pet food section because for a lot of people pets are like their children so wouldn't it be wonderful if they could open up that package that box and you snuck in a bill now it's not about the dollar amount that's the key piece it's the action so if it's a dollar that is fine if it's five dollars wonderful whatever the whatever you feel like giving you're going to sneak it in there now sometimes see if i've got one of my cards here sometimes i will take a card and i will actually put a bill in it and i'll put a little note because What is the whole piece to this is gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. So now you've taken that. You don't know who you're going to impact. Maybe it's someone that's struggling to buy that one gallon of gasoline. Maybe it's a young mom that needs to defer the cost of her formula or provide milk and bread. Maybe it's a person that absolutely loves animals and they're finding the high cost of cat food that they're really only buying a few cans at a time, whatever it may be. The point is that you're you're paying it forward, and that's going to release these amazing endorphins. And guess what? They're going to feel really good about it, and they're going to do the same. They're going to pass it on to somebody else. So it's a whole mindset thing. It's nothing to do about the financial, the actual dollar amount. So I want to make sure that everyone is clear on that. It's the actual act. And with that, you're paying, and you're getting on the kindness train of paying it forward to other people that you may just change their day that day. You never know. So... Favorite day of the week. I absolutely love that. And with that, we are super excited. We had a great conversation with Pamela. Uh, she gave you some, some great tips and really great insight is to really thinking of where you want to be and how you can expand that. Uh, we will provide that information under this particular podcast. My name is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss Live with two.
1: Sisters, hey everyone, it's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, so, soon to be 60 in about a month or so. Oh, wow. So Dan, do, do we get to call you 6.0 then? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to upgrade myself. <laughs> Pamela, thank you so much again. It was our pleasure having you on. Everyone have a marvelous day and we will see you tomorrow for Trending Thursday. And we've got something about something, nothing about nothing, and a whole lot more of that Bye, everyone. Bye.